When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello there. My name is Miles Jupp, cricket fan. And together with my co-host, Mark Wood, actual cricket man, we invite you to listen to Middle Please Umpire, a new cricket podcast containing the two of us banging on and sounding off together about cricket and quite possibly all manner of other things while lifting the lid on Mark's life as an international cricketer. And as if that wasn't enough, we shall be welcoming some great guests along the way and chatting to them about life on and off the playing field as they spill the beans, drop some truth bombs and see if they can withstand the scrutiny of our brutal interrogations. Middle Please Umpire is available right now from all your favourite podcast providers. Hello and welcome to Stop Hammer Time and it's a triumphant FA Cup winning Stop Hammer Time for you this week. Joining me to discuss it are, as always, Jim Grant. Good evening. And two old favourites of the podcast, very good friends of ours. They are, of course, Philip Pitt. Good evening. And Colin Milne. Good evening. Now, uh, Philip, your wife is working on the front line, cutting at the coal face of the fight against coronavirus, I believe. That's correct. Yeah, she's a nurse. Yes, yeah. And is she having a, a torrid, hard-working time lately? Uh, she is, yeah. I mean, not that I want to uh, massage anyone's agenda or anything no. else, frankly, but um, don't believe the naysayers that you're reading on online uh, of these certain denying type people. It is very, very bad out there at the moment. It's it's awful. It's worse than she's probably experienced in 20-odd years of nursing. And mm. it's getting it's getting a lot worse as well. We're not yeah, we've not, not even hit peak. So please be careful, everyone. Follow the guidelines. Yes, um, absolutely. It's affecting people I know. Someone uh, forty-one years old, uh, so I know, you know, has uh, died uh, yeah. just just like today, forty-one. Uh, so it is serious. Anyway, uh, let us. Uh, 
Let's begin with our uh, our, our triumphant uh, dominant win against uh, uh, Stockport uh, last night. Now, of course, um, uh, those of you uh, who perhaps have only been following West Ham recently, go to YouTube, go to Robert Banks's uh, um, well bank of uh, video uh, uh, ar- his archive of former games of football, and see if you can find the ninety six ninety seven season because we played Stockport uh, in that in uh, in that season in the cup and. Uh, we... In the League Cup, it was the League Cup. Oh, was that the League Cup? Sorry, I yeah. thought it was the FA Cup. God, I've yeah, always thought that was the I'm FA Cup. Sure, I'm pretty sure it was the League Cup. Ian Dowie's goal. I mean, probably if you just Google Ian Dowie goal Stockport, uh, you will see one of the finest, uh, most baffling pieces. It's as if David Lynch taught people how to play football. Uh, <laughs> it was incredibly surreal, uh, Spike Milligan-esque moment of the playing of the game of football. Um, not since people picked the ball up and ran with it when two villages played each other with teams that had like 150 in each team. Has there been such a weird interpretation of how you play the game of football? As it, was, in- it was more like Quidditch. It was. It was a bit more like that. Yes, yes. I don't think I've ever seen Ian Dowie's face. I didn't think Ian Dowie's face could look even more confounded. But the moment that goes in, his face is an absolute picture. Yeah. Yeah. I I actually think, and I've never spoken to anybody or in particular Ian Dowie about it, but there's there's an element of that. He's such a fine header. But yeah, I, I, I honestly think for that split second he thought he was up the other end. Oh, totally! Yeah, I think he, totally. He, he, he absolutely must have done because yeah. if if that was a goal in the other end, that was a fine header. That yeah, really no, was no, a good he header. momentarily got disorientated, and yeah. confused in the teeming rain, and. Uh, thought he was scoring uh, at the other end, yeah. No, but yes, his look, his look when, <laughs> yeah. when, yeah. If he was a cartoon character, his jaw would have literally fallen off yeah. after he scored that goal. <laughs> it was uh, it was truly a great moment, but um, we sort of exercised the ghost of that fixture last night uh, with, uh, with a win, and, um, well, what do we make of it? Colin, what did you think? Well, uh, first of all, they matched the rain, that they had that, that previous night. Yes. I mean, yes. That, 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 they, last night I thought the conditions were absolutely horrendous. Um, if it hadn't been for the imperative of getting this cup competition done, including extra time and penalties and no replays, um, I think a referee under other circumstances might have looked at that pitch and maybe asked for an adjournment of the game for a short time. Yeah, yeah, be- yeah. Because... Um, I, I can't see in a normal season that a referee would actually allow, in this day and age, would allow that pitch to be played on. I thought, yeah, I thought no, it was, no. that it was actually that bad. I mean, it was the old uh, adage of the ball would go in the air, then it would stop, and then it would float for a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. And if there's anything that equalises a team's abilities, it's those conditions. And yeah, I thought yeah. under the circumstances, I thought we did okay. Yeah, me too. Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, they, they hardly look like scoring. And we probably did three or four times. Um, uh, and, and we took one of the two direct shots on goal that we had. Yeah, um, absolutely. What did you make of it, Phil? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's a good old-fashioned third-round FA Cup toy. Um, you know, everything in place, including the weather. Um, I thought we did very well, considering the elements were pretty much against us. And they, they you know, parked uh, not only the bus, but the, the bus station. Absolutely, um, yeah. It was, they, 
you know, teams don't play like they normally play in the FA Cup. Teams from lower leagues and non-league and, and, you know, the third and fourth flights of football, they don't play like that every week. They play a very special way when they play in the FA Cup. And they were all hands on deck trying to stop us score and you know, st- yeah. scoring. And our build-up play was was actually very good, I thought. You know, yeah. uh, we yeah, was- all very quickly. Uh, ben Rama was very tricksy and pacey. I thought Yarmolenko was good. I thought you know, Lanzini was all right. Noble was, um, you know, picking out some very good passes. Yeah. It was just, you know, there was, there was a very congested penalty area, you know. And um, they really were just all hands to the pump, weren't they, Jim? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree with everything that's been said. It was a it was a kind of classic uh, um, sort of do or die cup tie. Um, you know, a bit of a war, but but I actually played in a very good spirit. I thought, in fact, and yeah. well refereed yeah. under the circumstance. I don't normally like Mike Dean, but I thought he did quite a good job. Um, yeah. um, I, I felt one of the things that sort of really stood out to me, though, and and, and there were there are sort of moments where there are sort of things which kind of crystallised me. Um, Declan Rice was so far and away the best player on that pitch. He he was, I think, he was Titanic in that game. Maybe maybe it was another huge performance by Ogbonna as well, because there are a couple of defensive slip ups, one by Dawson and the other one by yeah, yeah, Johnson, yeah, yeah. where he was in there and an absolute no nonsense clearance. I mean, uh, uh, for understanding the conditions. And to know how that game had to be played, I thought Ogbonna was outstanding. Yes, yeah, he was. Yeah, outstanding. he's been outstanding all season. I don't, I don't disagree yeah. with that. But I, I thought before, it just five to ten minutes maybe before we scored, you yeah. sense the team pick up the intensity. Declan Rice started playing further forward. There was one great run where he kind of drove into the penalty box. Yeah. Yes. There was some good play, link-up play, um, Good quick thinking with the with the goal. In fact, that Bowen um, Cross a good link up play on the right hand side, um, and just scrapping. You know, just getting stuck in, winning the ball. You know, breaking things up. Um, I thought he. I just thought he was outstanding. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I accept that as well. There, there is an element of Declan Rice that we was playing somebody else's game as well because it's not his duty to get the ball up that far and to get it into the box so directly. No, so I no. think he was taking on on the role of others to to, to make that win happen. Yeah, his, fit, his fitness levels as well last night oh, were really good. Yeah. He kept going all night, all night. Yeah, yeah. But West Ham teams of old, we wouldn't have won that game last night. We would yeah. have, we would have lost. I I could see it now. It's written in the stars. West Ham fans of old were just waiting to get turned over, especially when they saw the weather and the, all the yeah. you know the team behind the ball and stuff. And we, really, yeah. as Jim said, we really did try. We tried those back heels and little flicks and when they weren't coming off because of the conditions, it was like, right, let's try and stretch them. Let's wear them down, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, he he picked, it's Moyes picked a team to sort of play through a packed defence, didn't he? Yeah. And it was quite an enterprising team selection in that respect, but the conditions were just against playing that kind of Mm. um, neat, you know, short passing football, weren't they? You know, I mean, it just, it just didn't, uh, um, and we started, I thought, very well, very well. Uh, and yeah, and but we didn't like we crumble. Gonna... We didn't crumble. That's so no. important. No, yeah. that's right. I mean, that's yeah. what Phil's talking about. I think is that that sort of um, and you see it in uh, you see it in a lot of big teams. You see it a lot in Arsenal. If uh, you know they have dominance yeah. for like you know forty five minutes or something, but they're not getting they're not getting a result from that. Quite often, heads go down a little bit, and they they 
you know, if they've gone to a plan B, that's not working either. They kind of, they're still in the game, but their intensity drops because they're, they're, they, they fail to see how they're going to achieve what they want to do. In these games under Moyes, we do seem to play, you know, we really do play for 94 minutes. You know, we, yeah, we're, going, we're getting a lot of... You know, we're getting late goals. We're still causing teams trouble late in the game. In fact, even when, you know, those Chelsea scored that last couple of goals to get a rather flattering scoreline, it was partially because we were still pressing to score, you know. Yeah. And, 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 you know, they were getting breakaway goals, you know. And you label that so well, Phil. You say, this this Moises team. I do, I put this firmly at his feet, you know. I, I'll go on record. A lot of people know this already. I wasn't happy when he was re-signed. I thought it showed a lack of ambition. We tried to we tried to go the West Ham way with free-flowing attacking football with with Bilic and with Pellegrini, and um, it it felt a bit tired and stayed and stoic. And um, I was you know I wasn't happy, but he's won me over. And I know I'm not the only person to say that this season. You know I. He, he doesn't grind out a result in a in a fat Sam kind of fashion. We look no. resolute. We look as a, a, a solid team. We're playing for one another, you know. And if that doesn't play to the strengths of, you know, the likes of the the nearly the newly departed uh, Haller, mm-hmm. um, even, even you know, then players have to adapt. It's you know you, you're here for yeah, work, absolutely, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that's no, I you know. It's based in the system for lots of different types of players, but we do essentially we do need energy from the midfield, and that's what we've got. And I think so, yeah. you know, Suchek and Rice, and uh, you know, Bowen's very important for that. I think he's, and Fornals, Fornals is huge energy, yeah. yeah. And um, uh, but on top of that, there, there there are lots of different types of footballer that can fit into that thing. He's not. Yeah. Just yeah. he's, not, he's not basically laying out his stall, saying I'm after you know just hard working sort of workhorses. Like everyone's got to be like David Batty. There's plenty of room for sort of you know. Yeah. Like, you know, Ben Rama is a tricksy player. Um, yeah. Uh, we actually yeah. have a lot of tricksy players in the team. You know. I mean, yeah. I, I went to the the third round game at Ginningham last year, and. Um, Again, you know, we you know, we got through that and we scored a couple of late goals in that to win it. But um, it was a less convincing performance, oh, without, well, well. without yeah. doubt. Yeah. Um, and I do feel you know, look at those two games, uh, both difficult. You know, potential banana skins in the cup. I, I, I never felt this game was in danger. Whereas well, I really thought, really thought for a lot of that game, you know, Gilling and were likely to cause an upset. The and possession although they had their moments, you know. Sorry? Yeah, the possession stats bear that out. I think we had yeah. 68, 69% possession. Yeah. We never looked yeah. we never looked in danger, apart from a couple of breakaways and as as Colin pointed out, a couple of sort of defensive errors, which is how they were only going to score all night. They there was nothing yeah. that they were going to be able to do unless there was a penalty incident or what have mm-hmm. you. Um mm-hmm. I was yeah. getting worried towards the end because you know, the stretching didn't seem to be helping. They didn't look tired and raggedy as you might expect a non-league team to be. No. But mm. they, you've got to think nowadays, you know, and I'm, this isn't xenophobic, but the, the influx of sort of foreign players into the top couple of tiers of football, it means those academy kids yeah. now play at a slightly lower level, a, 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 you know, a, t- um, yeah. a level two down. So we don't play those part-time postmen who, you know, have a no, fad half-time right. anymore. No, no, these, no, these are all good ex-pros or, or ex uh, Well, it's not full-time full professional. Yeah. Full, a lot of the National yeah. League teams are now. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, they are, but they've also got an awful lot of young players on loan that have come through academies elsewhere. Mm. An awful lot of people in that uh, Stockport um, team last night were sort of in the window to see who's mm. going to come and pick them up. So Good point. Yeah. That, 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 that's exactly why I expected there might be a little bit more difficulty because when yeah, you're in the right. window, you want to put on a dazzling performance, but... Yeah, that's absolutely right. I mean, last week, um, uh, Jim Reed had uh, sort of quite a good sort of explanation of, like you say, more foreign players coming into the game uh, and um, uh, sort of there are now quite talented players. You know, we saw when we went to see Bromley United play Leighton Orient, um, uh, Roger Johnson was playing for Bromley, who's, you know, about two seasons before that was a Premier League player. And, you know, he was, he was, you know, commensurably, very good in a Bromley United team. You know. Which brings us round to our latest uh, <laughs> Roger Johnson, doesn't it? Yeah. Now we've Because uh, we've got the, the the player in Dawson that everybody said, well, he'll be all right as long as he never has to come on. Yeah. yeah well. three, three games in, three clean sheets and a goal. Yeah. 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 Balbuena yeah. and Diop must be wondering, you know, where their way back in lies, you know. Yeah. Yeah. He's looked good, hasn't he? And the, yeah. he took that header. Very, very well. That was a very well-worked goal, actually. Yeah, um, it was, yeah. It, uh, it wasn't just a stick-it-in-the-mixer goal, was it? No. He made a run late. It was a late run. Very late pick, run. He, he practically ran out. from the dressing room. To <laughs> yeah. in the yeah. It was like, I've never seen a run sort of started from that far back. Yeah. Because obviously, they're very busy with Suchek and Ogbonna. And, yeah. you know, so, to be honest, other... Ogbonna also had a late run. They both had a late yeah, run. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Suchek was sort of in there. But Ogbonna and him... Arrived late. I don't know where Bono landed up, but that, that was obviously a tactic to have two players coming on a late run because they were playing a very um, traditional back line. Yes, so I think that was, was quite off the cuff actually because the the um, the ball was was turned around quite quickly. It was from a corner, I think. Was it? It was yeah, right, sh- right? Yeah. short. Yeah, short corner. Yeah, so it's turned around really quickly. Um, as opposed to staging it and finding our mm. zone and the rest of it. It yeah. was like, like one tap and put it straight into the mixer. And so they had no no choice but to, to go in late. And um, it obviously yeah. worked, you know. You yeah. know, that's another thing with the, the team currently is that we have very good crossers in the team. That that uh, Kufal or Sufal, yeah. as Sufal, we're supposed yeah. to say now, uh, that Sufal uh, cross for Suchek was fantastic. It was a fantastic yeah. cross into the danger zone, into that horrible, it's bending away from the goalkeeper, so the goalkeeper didn't know what to do. And, you know, um, Bowen puts in a good cross, Arthur well, puts you, in a good cross, and Cresswell puts in a good cross. So yeah, but you'll see a got, bit more, because having watched Ben Rom from last season, that, that boy can cross as well. Yeah. He puts in a very accurate ball. So, I mean, we've got the ability to get the ball in the box if we're actually manning the box. We've got the ability to get the ball in there from quite a few different angles now. Well, it's, it's been it's, it's first time, like this season, is the first time in a long time that I actually think when we've got a set piece, we've got a chance of scoring. It's a, it's a cool yeah. note. Like we, we might actually get something here. I, I can never remember mm. West Ham being no. a threat from set no. pieces. No, we really are a threat. Yeah. No, I was about to say, you know, we um, we looked at sort of the the team in the Pellegrini years and, got, and we were quite often just saying, do they work on set pieces at mm. all? You know, both defending <laughs> yeah. them and taking them. It just seemed that no work had been done on them at all. There was just no ideas, basically. Yeah, yeah, and um, and now it looks like there's a little bit of intent when we when we get one, and that you know it's gonna 
it's going to actually hurt the other team or at least give them something to think about. Um, I, I've, I've had that feeling for years with Mark Noble that he got the, the duty of taking corners because we oh, really God. didn't have any plan. And yeah. it was he, he was the only one who was going to volunteer because the others didn't really know what they should be doing. Oh, oh, we, yeah. had a, we had a reminder of how terrible he is at taking corners <clears throat> last night, didn't we? Because he took the first yeah. few... Um, and they're either they either don't beat the first man or they kind of float. He floats them in. Yeah, yeah. He never well, drives ver- it. Um, the very first one was like a short corner after everyone had gone up. You see Moyes fuming on the sunset. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a funny sort of um, it's a funny sort of weakness on his part, isn't it? Because obviously he's incredibly good at pens, but um, he's yeah. surprisingly yeah. not good with a dead ball, considering that he's quite. good good at medium to long range passing in fact he's excellent at it but it's sort of yes. you know that thing missing out of their armory because Di Canio was the same wasn't he like just bewilderingly brilliant yeah. at football in general but just very poor at corners and free kicks just really mm. just didn't mm. have a knack yeah. for them at all absolutely um one slight kind of it's not a negative really it's like an area of concern for me that perhaps can link up to i'm no doubt we'll get on to talking about the transfer situation and the thinness of the squad was uh was antonio in terms of um struggling to get in the game Mm. but and that mm. might be a sort of a, a, a sort of fitness issue it does tend to sort of take a while to get back up to speed when he's been injured doesn't he but I also felt it was an indication of how he is a less effective player as a striker when there isn't space for him to run into behind a defense yeah uh, his success um, towards the end of last season and and in the first part of this season very much came through playing against against teams who were trying to play an offside line and, and, and the ball over the top or the ball into space yeah. behind. Um, and that's his great strength because he is quick um, and powerful. Um, and, you know, we've got two games coming up. We, we certainly don't have against difficult opposition, but opposition at the bottom end of the table that we should be looking yeah. to, to win against. Um, and they are going to present a fairly solid packed deep-lying defences, aren't they, both of them? Burnley, yeah, yeah. because that's the way they always play, and West Brom, because that's although it's not the way they always play, Allardyce will be obsessed with getting a clean sheet, and it will be the way they'll play. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, I worry, us, I worry about our ability to break them down, and we don't now have any kind of plan B whatsoever, do we? So... Uh, no. Other than the false nine that Moyes, I don't know whether he was seriously talking about that <laughs> or not. Um, that's that's a, that's why it's so important that we do take these opportunities to score when we have the set pieces. There, you know, yeah, we're going to yeah. create set pieces. We're going to have a corner. You know, we're going to have free kicks. Uh, hopefully, we'll you know might even nick a penalty or two. I know that's unusual for West Ham to be awarded a penalty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I do. I, I I completely agree with you, Jim. We we're great at hitting people on the break when we've got that kind of pace in the team. Yeah. Antonio's not a natural striker anyway. One on one, I always think yeah. it's a it's a fifty fifty whether he's going to knock it past the keeper or not. Um, but yeah. he's the best. He's the best that we've got. Even when yeah. Haller was still here, he was still the best we had. I think. Oh, yeah. don't disagree with that. I'm just saying that um, you know we, we <laughs> he's now the only striker apart from the young lad who came on who looked quite decent in his few yeah. moments. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, the he's the only striker we've actually got in the squad. 
Yes, so, no, that was interesting how how our kind of counter-attacking yeah. style the, the, was the, absent. You saw you saw um, less of Kufal, didn't you? It's like, in fact, I, I sort of yeah, hadn't he, really he been watching the, the camera was his side of the pitch. So yeah, I thought he was a second-half substitution. Because um, yeah, yeah, yeah. that thing he does, which is marauled up the right flank, because of how they were set out, he didn't need to do it. You know, yeah. the, the point at which he would begin doing that was, you know, we, we were well in possession. Yeah. And really just attacking a, a team that's sitting very deep in their last third. So. And those wide areas of the pitch were had almost standing water on them, didn't they? Yeah, they, yeah. They yeah. Very, we, we, wing play was very difficult. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And of course, the um, you know, I don't know what the occasion was. I think possibly it was uh, Stockport got a throw in, but there was a massive firework display. Uh, yeah, I did some some celebration yeah. of a po- possible uh, Stockport triumph in the game of some nature resulted in a kind of you know um, a municipal council sized firework display halfway yeah. through the game, which stopped the game and terrified yeah. a young Mark Noble. Oh, very frightened. Uh, <laughs> hid, under the referee's, hid under the referee's jersey like a small did. child. Yeah, yeah, I've read yeah, online yeah. today, it's, um, it was actually for a 15-year-old boy who had been knocked down, I think, last week or at the weekend. Oh, right. Yes. And they, so they did it on the 15th minute. You know, he's a big Stockport fan. He would have been, uh, I think, watching yeah. Henry's in hospital or something. Right, but right. yeah, you're right. Mark Noble looked like <laughs> they, they, they were personally firing them at him. He was worried yeah. for a minute. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's been expecting a rocket for a while, hasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yes. Um, anyway, we'll we'll probably talk about incoming players uh, after we give you this short message. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. Welcome back. Yes, so... uh... Yes, Sebastian Allaire is no longer with us, as we remarked uh, just moments ago. Uh, Quite, you know, not entirely expected. We were sort of, um, we've said on one or two of the previous podcasts in the last few weeks that we thought probably because of his um, wages and price tag, the only way that we might be able to move forward is some kind of loan for the remaining half of the season, that someone might take him and pay, you know, at least the bulk of his wages give him a bit of football time and mean that we might be able to do something else. But in fact, um, the, you know, the, the quite venerable Ajax came in for him and uh, he's now there. Yeah. It's his old manager, isn't it? Yeah. He used to manage Utrecht and, uh, when he was there. Yeah, yeah. 
that and the that, effects you know, of what he what he smokes when he goes out for a coffee with the rest of the team, I think probably had a decision. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. certainly, certainly. Um, I, you know, I think they're going to love his bicycle kicks in kicks in Amsterdam. They've got a lot of bikes there. Haven't they, they love cycling in Amsterdam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It'll be okay yeah. There. yeah, yeah, perfect. He goes the to the coffee shop first. It's the perfect fit. Yeah. He's got the kind of beat poet beard that goes with the coffee house and as <laughs> woodbine. Yes. Yes. Uh, and uh, bicycle kicks are his speciality. He's found his spiritual home. Yeah. Um, he's got that laid-back um, Dutch look, hasn't he, you know, when he yeah. scores a goal. I'm just yeah. cool. I'm going to wander away. True. I'm not going to celebrate. I think you know, he probably is Dutch. <laughs> yes, yes, that's probably it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, it's a shame it didn't work out, isn't it? I mean, I, you know... Um, he, you know, to Moise's credit, he gave him a good, uh, certainly gave him a good run out and a good uh, um, number of occasions on which to kind of prove himself. It's, it's um, you know, as I've said a couple of times on this, if he, if this podcast, if he had, you know, one strong suit, one unique selling point that we could sort of, you know, build our attacking play around, that would be yeah. great. But he sort of doesn't. He didn't have like... You know, his first touch wasn't great. wasn't great with his back no. to goal. He wasn't good in the air. Um, you know, didn't run channels. Uh, yeah. There's, I mean, there have been a lot of footballers like that over the years. You've had people like Jimmy Greaves. You've had, you know, uh, people like uh, Gary Lineker. Didn't do an awful yeah. lot of work round the pitch, but you, you sort of knew that they were going to sniff a chance and take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and that's their get-out-of-jail-free card for not working hard. But he didn't have Yeah. One. I mean, he, Lineker he had serious pace, didn't he, as well? No. I mean, you know, I mean, Sorry, Jim? Lineker had searing pace, though, as well. I mean, just, yes, you know, yeah. uh, uh, um, the, the, the surprising thing about Ella was, was, was how slow he was to me, for me. Um, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he had that. I think he had good touch for, for, for a big man, as they say. He did win quite his fair share of headers. He wasn't bad in the air. Um, but it, it just, yeah, as you say, he was kind of quite good at things but not really yeah didn't yeah. have a usp didn't have didn't have a and, and didn't score tappings as as Moyes uh pointed out i felt he was lacking nous really just brain you know he's always got a man up his ass when he received the ball always yeah. just cho- slightly choosing the wrong rung rung to make in you know in the box when mm. the ball was out wide or wasn't just there for the for the rebound you know just didn't seem to have that that kind of um you know sniffers goal sniffers you know yeah. je ne sais quoi you know um i i'll be honest i was bitterly disappointed that it didn't work out for me you know i know it came with a big price tag but looking at you know the youtube clips and and doing a bit of background before you know when it was mentioned he might be coming to us he looked a real prospect so yeah. it was a, a lot of money and you know, I had fans of other teams reaching out to me saying, oh, wow, you know, we're jealous you've done really well there. How's he, how have you managed to get in? Why, you know, was he mm. signing for you lot mm, for? Mm. Um, so, you know, the, the fact that he didn't work out was is really disappointed for all of the reasons that sort of Jim points out. I don't agree with the whole, we didn't play to his strengths. We should have changed our no. style of play to match him. no. For my, for me, and I'm happy to be shot down, but for me, if you're a professional in any line of work, you do what you're told to by your manager and you do it to the best of your ability. And if you need extra training, you go for extra training to do your job correctly. 
from from what I've heard, he didn't stay behind for an hour or two practicing what he should be doing mm. to help the team out at the weekend. You know, he just continued to try and play his way. Um, and I do wonder if, you know, his, his ex-manager who's now rocked up at Ajax has sort of said to him, well, look, if you're not happy in January, then um, then we'll come calling sort of thing. For, yeah. Certainly for the last month, he hasn't looked <clears throat> particularly interested. No. Um, so it's, think, it's, a, it's yeah. a bit of disappointment for me. I mean, I, I thought he looked the business when he turned up. In that first game, although his first game was in a was an appalling defeat to Manchester Five nil City. against City, wasn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But, but actually, in that game, he looked yeah. fantastic. He was winning headers. He was putting himself about. He was kind of, you know, laying the ball off and moving. Linking stuff up quite um, well. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and uh, he scored those two goals away at um, Watford. Yeah. yeah. Pretty soon after that, one, you know, the bicycle kick, the yeah. other one, a tap in from Anderson getting to the byline. Yeah. yeah. We you know, you that, thought, oh, we? yeah, we've got a proper striker here. But, uh, you know, he Was seemed he actually to... playing in a two that day, Jim, with Antonio, though, for a, for a good part of that game. I think he's the only. Um, in what in the Man City game? Or no, no, the Watford, Watford game. I think Antonio I was playing alongside him there, and that, that made right. a difference. But I don't think it was that they never collided at the same time again in the same team because of Antonio's further injuries. But but they both suffered from a malaise, didn't they? Anderson and Allaire both came in with massive record signings, massive price tag. Yeah. The kind of player you expect to therefore build your your team around, the kind of player who expects to be the main man uh, at a at a club, and um, it was really sad to see them just, but not not through anybody's fault, I don't think, really, uh, but just increasingly marginalised, you know, and and yeah. a lot of that seems felt self inflicted in a way, in a, in a kind what, of was it was it really just the money thing though, because. I, I thought in both cases with Anderson and with Haller, we were guilty of paying more money than anybody else would for both of those oh, players. Probably, so, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, Haller, it was the desperate need for a marquee signing, having chased uh, that Gomez yeah. fella all um, all summer. Um, wasn't going to have anything to show for it, so it felt uh, yeah. like a not like a last minute thing, but a kind of we've got to we've got to really sort of you know. Show that we're uh, we're we're signing these big players and we're ambitious. I mean, I think Sullivan, that's been Sullivan's method of operation for a long time, hasn't it? To to yeah. sort of yeah. kind of splash cash when it when it comes early in a manager's time and not necessarily with a great deal of strategic thought, really, either to resale value or to where the team, what's the shape of the team going to be, what's yeah. the policy, and you feel Moyes is changing that, but the problem is. But you know, as he gets rid of the the bits that don't fit into his machine, he's running out of spare parts and kind of functioning bits that would fit. You know, yeah. yeah. It, it, I I actually think he's got a, a much bigger problem than that, and it's the age thing. Um, I mean, if you just go back to front, and you, you've got three goalkeepers that are thirty four or older, and they're your mm. three main goalkeepers. Um, you've got Trot. As the next one up that really hasn't, you know, passed muster yet, as far as we know. Um, you've then got Ogbonna and Cresswell, who are both over 30. Yeah. Um, I think Balwina and Dawson will be 30 this year. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's almost all of your back line, other than Diop, 
um, and maybe uh, Sue Fowl that, 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 you know, have got that ageing problem. Then you know that in midfield, Mark Noble's got to a certain age. Yeah. Um, but again, if you, even if you start to look forward, you've got Antonio, who's going to be over 30 shortly, and I think Yarmolenko in exactly the same, yeah, 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 exactly yeah. the same boat. So when we well, come I mean, to this you know, transfer window, I, I think we've got to be thinking about not only fitting players in for this season and maybe next season, but a, a much more long-term plan than that. Yeah, because yeah, you've yeah. got to balance this age thing that we've got. Yeah. I think with with Sullivan in charge, though, Colin, you you've never had that feeling that that manager is going to be there for five or six years and be able to have that that blueprint to work to. And yeah. right, we'll, we'll start assembling a team that will the core, you know, the spine will still be here in five years' time. It's always been the, a feeling of stopgap. You know, even when Allardyce was here, he was employed. Yeah to get us out of the championship, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Anything uh, anything after that was a bonus, you know. Yeah. It was never going to be there for eight years or what have you. Um, again, you know, Billets and Pellegrini, exactly the same. It was it was, it was, was a typical, as Jim said, it's a typical piece of, of their Sullivan psyche business, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We open but, but, our big book of football. And, but, but on, what but we on do the other season? side, that, well, that, that is right. But on the other side, if you look at the four that um, Moyes is bought in, he's bought in the, the, the two checks that are sort of mid-twenties somewhere. Um, he's bought in Ben Rama. And is this young Elvis that he's just bought in as well from, I think he's a Danish player? Yeah, yeah. and Bowen. And, and Bowen. And they're all you know, young, so, you know, they're you all know, pretty young. We, 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 he's, so, I mean, I think that when we start to talk about what, you know, what he's going to bring in, people are out there talking about, well, why don't we go and get an Auschwitz back, who's probably come out up to 32. And I'm just thinking yeah, that's, that, that, over that, that's, that's a lot of craziness. Yeah, we have to, hope, you know, we have to hope that, I mean, you know, as, as Jim said, uh, you know, one thing about Solomon and Gold is that they're sort of, they are kind of populists. So, you yeah. know, if we do finish this uh, season without any kind of relegation-based dramas and we're sort of comfortably mid-table, um, you know, I, they're going to keep the manager, obviously. And, you know, hopefully they'll just, they'll, they'll, mm they'll give him some money and maybe we can finally get out of this sort of cycle yeah. of short-termism that, that, you know, leads to this kind of yo-yo. Yeah, sure. But, but, but I mean, you would I mean, hope that, that any, any kind of ambitious or enterprising ownership would realise that they, this is a really u- almost uniquely weird season mm, in yeah. which uh, a historically uh, small gap of points, covers, uh, span of points covers top to 14th. I mean, it's the lowest it's ever been in the Premier League. It's even weirder than the 2015-16 season when Leicester won it. And therefore, and we've done well, and we've looked good against good teams this season. So just a little bit of enterprise and risk-taking now. I know that's not the general financial climate and whatever, um, but, you know, a a, a go-for-it mentality now in these next two or three weeks in the transfer window could really reap rewards, you know, in the in, yeah. in you know in the shape of European places or or even a cup. So, and if it didn't, uh, if it didn't, think you would still yeah. yeah. And if it didn't, you would still finish comfortably mid-table and have exactly. a brand spanking new footballer for next year who'd be exactly. really good. Yeah, so exactly. it's, it's it's kind of a win-win. And there's yeah, going to be many clubs taking a risk on on buying players at the moment. 
No. Um, so you could, you know, you could really, as Jim says, you could really steal a march here on other people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. say normally January is a bad time to sign players, but I think but not right this now time. in our You're situation, right. it would be a good time yeah. To, yeah, yeah. to go for it. You know, yeah. before, so briefly, let's uh, not forget that we also said goodbye to Robert Snodgrass. And uh, yeah, uh, I think that's probably the right, you know, right, right move. He's 33, possibly 34 even. Yeah. Uh, so, you know. Uh, he, he, and, and, and he's been a great player for us. Yeah, I've brilliant. thoroughly enjoyed his time here. I mean, I, particularly the way he was treated, his attitude on the park ought to yeah. be, uh, be patented. You know, yes. we could do with an awful lot more attitudes than, you know, that Robert Snodgrass had. I thought he was superb for us. You know, we'll look back. He'll be one of those players that, you know, unfortunately, as West Ham fans, we have quite a lot of players that we could look back on and sort of say, it's a shame they didn't play in a better West Ham team. Yeah. You know? yeah. We've yeah. had those he'll seasons. Be one of those. Yeah. You know, we've had those seasons, um, you know, um, uh, Zola's first season, ninth place finish. You know, the the Kirbishly season was boring football, but we finished 10th and weren't in any trouble. You know, obviously, 15-16 was a fantastic season to be part of in the players. But we've had lots of players in the team that you go, oh, they were so great. And they sort of came, played in a shitty West Ham side and then yeah. left. And I always feel sorry for those players not to have not to have had one or two sort of good seasons with us. But they're the ones that usually have the greatest affinity with the club as well. They love yeah. coming back. They love doing the, the talks afterwards yeah. and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. I, I, I agree with all that. I thought it was a, fa- a fantastic uh, player for West Ham. I mean, a, a superb professional really. And um, a wand of a left foot. Absolutely. You know, yeah. delivery for set pieces, some of the goals he popped up and scored some of the strikes um, you know, hitting it on the volley and whatnot, you know, um, yeah, terrific. Um, I can remember one or two instances. That that, that game away at Chelsea, not not last season, not the one we... Um, the no, one, one we won. We, the, we won. Um, the, the, the one must have been either the season before or the one before, where we were absolutely, we had a terrible first half. We just weren't in the game. And he came on as a second half substitute and changed us, you know, yeah, just yeah. by running around more. Yeah. And the yeah chasing so chasing the ball down. So that was that game. Yes. Not last that season. Game. It was the season before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah he was, he, that, that was probably one of his best games for us. I thought it was, he was really fantastic. Good. Yeah. Yeah. He, he turned that game around in 45 yeah. minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific player. And, you know, it's sort of, he could, you know, let's hope he, because, um, you know, if they go down West Brom, I think he could have a really good season in the championship. I think he'd be, you know, he'd be a, yeah. you know, really boss it in the championship. And, uh, you know, he's been there before. He was with Villa in the championship, wasn't he? I mean, he's had a good career, you know, sort of uh, Norwich yeah. leads us. Uh, Villa in a very good season, uh, you know, got them promoted, uh, you know, back to us, you know, in... in in a team with some very good players around him. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah, you're absolutely right, though. But that falls under the category spoken well of wherever he's been. Spoken yeah. well of at Hull, spoken well of at West Ham. Yeah, yeah. Spoken well of at Villa on that uh, on that loan period. And I think West Brom fans will love him as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, he was... Um, because he played in he played for Hull in that game where basically the the woodwork was the man of the match. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, we, won right, it, yeah. we won it one yeah, nil, yeah. didn't we? We just did not remotely he, deserve to win that game. And he, he ran the show. Oh, he passed us to death that day. He really yeah. did playing yeah. in a an advanced central midfield role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, which we never saw him really play as, did we? We always saw him no. on, on, on the flank. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, um, yeah, yeah well, there's, been, well. there's been sort of no real transfer rumours beyond uh, last week, what we were talking about. It's still sort of quite a lot of players I haven't heard of or know nothing about. Yeah, there's the usual succession of young uh, strikers, very often in the French league or something like that, being linked. But, you know, you don't know if there's anything in it, do you? There's, there's nothing that seems to be sort of bubbling up. And that's been more the way in the last couple of years, hasn't it? The rumours does seem to be getting stronger on Dakar, the, the one from um, Salzburg. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Um, that, Canu- Canute is his agent, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. He's, um, I, was, I was looking him up uh, earlier. He's 15 goals in 17 appearances this season. I think he right. got about 27 in all appearances last season. Right. Um, I saw a clip of him. Just somebody sent me randomly a clip uh, earlier this week and um, he sprints from the edge of his own 18-yard box as the ball is freed from a corner or something. And he's like a 100-metre sprinter. But he's right. so rapid. So, I mean, if, yeah. if, if it's a, to complement or to as a long-term replacement for Antonio, he, he looks ideal from, from that sort of footage anyway. Well, pace mm. is definitely what we need. <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, and there was uh, there has also been a rumor about another kind of a hard working sort of box to box midfielder, another Czech player. There's something yeah. I saw on the internet. I think he is might it, play in. Is it Suchek's Czech mate? I think, it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I apologise for that one. I think. It, I think. Unfortunately, it literally is. It was a man created to make a pun work. <laughs> <laughs> they've reverse engineered a human being to fit a pre-existing pun <laughs> um my friend actually he's a he's a comedian right and um he does uh i did this kind of youtube show with him which was all about puns we basically got in a car a bit like that jerry seinfeld show where they've got a kind of webcam on you know a camera on the dashboard and we just drove around thinking of puns for diff- different things <laughs> He's a stand-up comedian. Um, he uh, got an infection in his um, foot. Uh, I remember his speciality is puns. This infection spread to the point where his lower leg was amputated. His name is Colin Leggo. Lego. <laughs> his real name is Colin Lego. So, so it's like that... Um, there's a name for it when you're sort of like if you're if you're if oh. your name is like Mike Sergeant and you end up being a policeman. Nominative determinants. So it was like essentially he was like he was destined to lose a leg just so that his name would work. Uh, it's yeah. extraordinary. He, extraordinary. He, I would say he's a walking pun, but he's more of a hobbling pun. <laughs> Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's amazing that we've never had a player called completely useless. No, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I think, I, I think we looked at uh, a South American called uh, Tossa once, but uh, yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've, we've not, obviously to date, we've not signed anyone new this season, but um, the board has had some additions yes. over the last couple of days, hasn't it? Yes. All yes. four. Four new, four new company directors. Four new board, yeah. yeah. So what's that all about yeah. then? Those of you with a, of, of a business uh, 
what the orientation? I, well, the thing is, Jim, that it's uh, it's all about. Um, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> <if it's> not... <laughs> I, I, I've got two theories, and they're obviously amateur theories. Um, first of all, when it comes to putting new money into West Ham, um, don't hold your breath for Sullivan or um, anybody else doing it anytime soon, because if if they've got any money that isn't in football, it's in property, and the arse is falling out of the property market. I mean, they've got they, they, they've got uh, streets of shops and you know yes. restaurants mm. and those sort of things in the West End, and their property portfolio. Um, they they really wouldn't want to be selling to raise the money because they get bugger all for it at the moment because right. you're, you're talking about selling empty properties as it stands. Yeah, so, their uh, retail um, endeavours, shall we call them as well. Um, for, for for the more adult clientele, mm. they're uh, closing left, right, and centre as well. The um, the retail market is obviously closed completely at the moment because of lockdown. But yeah, but but I've, I've, dildos have been selling well, haven't they? In, in, well, it's home, uh, the people are like you know, dildos or home, home entertainment systems. Home entertainment now systems. Re-branded. I mean, people you know people have not been getting out and about and dating. So yeah, you know, they're now in the electrical goods departments of like John Lewis and stuff. Yeah, it's one of the lockdown, you know, boom things. Yeah, isn't yeah. It? I, I, yeah, you know, maybe. But, but the, other, the, the other theory as well is they're not creating shareholders; they're creating directors who happen to be relatives. So, yeah. right. as as directors, I dare say they'll also become employees and they'll also be salaried. So that that tells me uh, that right. if, if they're salaried and they're directors, if somebody, for example, were to buy us. Um, those salary directors probably wouldn't be wanted, but they'd be entitled to severance pay, wouldn't they? Mm. So mm. it could be it yeah. could be a, a smart little way of looking after the family. Yeah. So are you yeah. saying it might be a harbinger of 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 I think it's coming? Yeah, sale uh, it's of a crime. statement of intent. I mean, I don't think, with all due respect to David Sullivan, I don't think he wants his fifty-five-year-old girlfriend to be on the uh, on the board for financial or business advice no um, no and you know uh, that 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 can't be the reason but no i mean it is a way of shoveling money around isn't it to give somebody a salary okay yeah yeah so, i mean there is that there's the clause right that they can't sell before 2023 i think it is otherwise yeah, there's a penalty there's a penalty, a penalty yeah. to pay but obviously we've heard That'll the, be the first time that... we've got a penalty this season <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we we still miss it. Um, yeah. But there's there's lots of rumours about, you know, people doing due diligence and, and, and looking at the books and all the rest of it. Um, and, you know, whether they would, they've been put off. I've heard a rumour that they were put off because of the figures Sullivan was putting forward and also the fact that they'd need to pay that, um, that penalty for themselves as well, rather than coming out of his bottom line if they sold. So, you know, who knows? It could be, as Colin suggests, you know, another way of insulating um, against that sort of thing. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Right. Well, that's hope. I mean, that's not the only kind of transfer activity that happens uh, in this window. Is it? Is it yeah. basically the sort of January, even though the season's sort of shape has changed because of coronavirus, is it still... Uh, all of January it's going to close on the 31st or something I'm not sure I think so I think it yeah. is yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm worried I don't mind saying I'm worried we've got look I was looking at the fixtures earlier on we've got 
pretty much two games a week for a month, the, the, the next month now. Yeah, can and, you remember um, what they are? Because we'll start talking about those in a minute. Can you remember what they are offhand, Phil? We've got um, oh, Burnley and, and Burnley. then next Tuesday's Palace, is that right? No, West, no, Brom. West Brom. West Brom, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we've got Burnley on Saturday, uh, West Brom on Tuesday, Doncaster on Saturday the 23rd, yeah. Palace on the 27th, right. uh, Liverpool on the 31st. Uh, and then Villa on the second. So they yeah. come thick thick and fast, really, until, you know, Fulham on the sixth and then Sheffield yeah. United on the 13th. And then we've got like a week's break where we've got Spurs on the 20th. So they come thick and fast. If yeah, we've got yeah. any kind of injuries, yellow cards or whatever, um, yeah. then, you know, and just plain old, you know, fatigue as well. Fatigue, we've, got, yeah, yeah. we've got to be worried. I think there are already other teams that are in a worse situation than we are at the moment. I mean, I think Palace have got that sort of difficulty already. Mm-hmm. They're very thin and they haven't come into this January run, run yet. West Bromwich Albion um, have, have got the other problem. They've got uh, players around that Allardyce won't want to be playing. He must no. have looked at some of those and thought, yeah, no, they're not for me. And he's got a short amount of time and probably a short amount of money to change that. Um, I don't think we're in a unique situation, but but like you, Philip, I do worry about that. I, I think that we're only a couple of injuries away from a good defeat. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, let's hope. So so I guess let's start talking about, um, we've got, uh, well, basically our, our next uh, priority is Burnley at the weekend. Now they're sort of, um, they got off to an iffy start, but I mean, I think they're, you know they they're always well organized uh woods is always a worry they they i yeah. mean they you know actually pellegrini and billich's west ham were sort of beaten up by them quite often we went to quite a good win up there when uh, uh the cricket was being played next door didn't we yeah yeah that was a good trip and we won that that was the last game of the season i think wasn't it it was right near the end, yeah. yeah. Right near the end, yeah. Yeah, it was right near the end. Um, yeah, I mean, I think leave aside the kind of you know the, the 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 big clubs, as it were. But if you were to design a team at the moment that was kind of set up to be able to foil the way we play at the moment, then it's Burnley. You know, big, powerful at the back. They'll cope with set pieces all day long. The ball into the box is just going to get eaten up by their. Uh, centre halves. They've got two bully, bully centre forwards who have bullied us in the past and have a habit of scoring against us. Um, I worry about it. Actually, I think it's, I think it's a potential um, uh, rude awakening. This yeah, game. is it up there or at our place? No, no it's at our place. place. Our place. Yeah, they have they have ground out some good results recently as well. <laughs> they have. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know, Sheffield United and Wolves. Wolves especially are doing really yeah. well. No mugs. They've beaten them. Yeah. Uh, and a really creditable draw against against Villa. So yeah, I'm I'm with Jim on this. It's it's one of those ones we either nick or or you know we get a um, a potential banana skin, I guess. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, teams around us, you know, uh, West Brom. A couple of days later, that is one that you know one would hope we could win that. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, you know, but it's it it'll be a worry if we don't put it that yeah. way. You know, yeah. that's that's um, you know, but we didn't beat Brighton. Um, no, um, you know, we have got to. On the other whole, on the other hand, you know, we got we got past Fulham and Sheffield United in similar parts of the league, and and weren't convincing in those games, but did no. enough to 
did enough. Mm, to yeah, beat. did enough to win. Yeah. yeah. So, so perhaps we'll uh, go for predictions for the Burnley game. Uh, Jim, what do you reckon? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to pour. I think it's a nil-one defeat. Blimey, Jim. Jim. It's enough negativity in the world, Jim. I think. I think. Yeah, these are difficult, troubling times, Jim. It's going to be a major reality check. Yeah. There was that riot and everything in the, in Washington, wasn't there, Jim? And you're compounding. Yeah. There's yeah, all that. that. There's this. Yeah. There's this horrible disease that we discussed Run. earlier, and that you, you're yeah. a vampire that lives off uh, despair, Jim. <laughs> to you, despair is like a nutritious smoothie made out of people's liquidized <laughs> hopes. Yes, I'm like it's soiled green. Yes, very much so. That's why he makes such a great West Ham fan. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Colin, what do you reckon? Colin, what do you think is going to happen? Well, I'm going to reverse that and go for a 2-1 win. A 2-1 win, excellent. I, I, I think we're always open to that um, that goal from Burnley, yeah. um, that, that they will get something against us because of their big, strong forwards. I'm, I'm with you on that. But I think we've just about got enough imagination now to get a couple in there. Yeah, we'll yeah. See. Phil, what do you reckon? I was going to have two one, but uh, yeah. I'll let I'll let Colin take that. So I'm I'm with him actually because uh, Chris Wood always likes to score against us. But he does. Yeah, I am going to stick by our recent clean sheets and the fact that Ogbonna is clearly the hammer of the year so far. Yeah, um, and I'm going to go one nil. One nil. One nil to us. Yeah. Yes. I think I uh, I think I'm going to go for a one all. I think I'm going to go for a draw. Uh, yes, I think I think they'll score. I think Woods will score. Um, you know, I think you know he, he does like to. Yeah, so I'm going to go for one all. I reckon. Um, so there we have it. Uh, anything else to discuss, fellas? With the no. thickness and fastness of the games, we're doing these pretty regularly. So yeah. Uh, we, yeah. Uh, we can uh, just probably wrap this one up and can't pick things up next week. So, yeah. uh, yes. All right. Well, that's been it for this week's Stop Hammer Time. My name is, of course, Phil Whelans, and with me this week have been uh, Jim Grant. Cheerio. Colin Milne. Toodlepip. And Philip Pitt. That's you, boy. Come on, you irons. This is a Playback Media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at westhampodcast.com. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.